0: From the Department of Theater and Film at the University of Mississippi, this is Stage and Screen. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Stage and Screen. I'm your host, Katherine Stewart, and joining me today is Lindsay Ray Taylor, who is an assistant professor of performance and the director of the final show of our spring 2022 season, William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. There's really nothing I can tell you about this play that Lindsay can't say better herself. So we are going to dive right in. Without further ado, here's Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. It's so good to get a chance to visit with you again. Uh, thank you for taking the time to talk about your upcoming production of Romeo and Juliet.
1: Yes, awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Chat about it. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So um, jumping right in, obviously, Romeo and Juliet is a well-known and beloved play of Shakespeare's, and I'm very curious if you could tell us a little bit about your conceptualization. What is what is your version of this, and what was the inspiration for that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that um, when we first started, you know, conceptualizing this piece, um, I think, you know, coming out of the pandemic and COVID, you know, I feel that one of the things that has come up to me about what what has been sort of missing from our world is this idea of ritual. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly for theater, um, you know, not being able to do things in person um, and also other events, you know, graduations and um, I don't know, religious services, uh, funerals, like any, you know, any of these type of rituals that we have were sort of stripped away from us. So when we started thinking about it with the when I started thinking about it with the creative team, we were um, interested in this idea of of ritual and mm-hmm. also that this story is a is a little bit of a ritual because most people most students read it in high school. And um, it's it's a story that we all know, but, um, and it's, as you said, uh, a beloved story um, that everyone's familiar with. So like, why do we keep telling it? So we started thinking about how, um, you know, what's the purpose, like we have to keep telling it and why? Mm-hmm. Well, probably because we haven't learned, you know, if we, if we go to the, the root of the play, it's, um, you know, the balance between love and hate, or as I like to think of it, is love and fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, how one doesn't really exist without the other. And I would, you know, argue that our world right now, still sort of, um, we haven't learned to put love over hate. So we have to keep telling the story to remind us that the the love can't, Survive um, because we learn to hate, basically. Um, so, um, so we started thinking about like, what if this play was on a loop? <laughs> so, um, so it's uh, it's our idea is that the actors or the characters keep telling the story over and over and over and over again, and that it's um, like almost like a you know a bell chimes and they start it again. So our production very much begins at the end and then starts over as if these characters are sort of caught in a in a loop as um and so uh the creative team has been very um they've had some wonderful ideas um particularly thinking about the costumes that you know this idea that the costumes are aging but the characters are not so um because we've been telling it for so long so that's kind of the idea of it um it's a little we wanted it to be you know we want to comment that the the play is 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 a, a universal theme it's also still relevant so um conceptually it's um it's almost no time no place um so the with an elizabethan structure so the costumes have an elizabethan silhouette but they also have some um modern touches so you might see a jacket that you might actually want to wear now <laughs> um basically like the textures are, are modern but so this we've made this sort of hybrid of the elizabethan world meets 2022 if that makes sense
0: very very cool well it sounds like a very interesting concept i can't wait to see it uh on the stage especially since i was in a couple of those early design meetings so i, I yes. kind of got an inkling of what <laughs> what might be happening but i know things change a lot between the beginning and when it actually gets to the stage so For sure, Um, So, So in telling the story in this way, um, if if you can say anything without giving too much away, what kinds of changes uh, are you making to the script? Um,
1: You know, the script, I think that what you'll... It's a very concise cutting. So um, I was pretty adamant that we... Because this, you know, the idea of the play is... um, There's a lot of... It's very passionate. You know, Mm -hmm. they're teenagers, so there's raging hormones and all of those things. And people act very... Um, rashly, spontaneously, like people are sometimes acting before they think things through. So um, I really wanted to uh, highlight that aspect of the story with the adaptation of the script. So um, it's our intention, and I think it's going (laughs) to work, that we're going to perform it uh, in under 90 minutes without an intermission. So it's like once we're in, we're in. So I think that that's the biggest thing that you'll notice is that a lot of the characters you know, are, have been cut or spliced into uh, like Lady Capulet, for example, Mm -hmm. is a mix of Capulet and Lady Capulet. So, so so we've definitely pared down the cast. It's uh, 10 actors, Mm -hmm. um, basically 10 roles. uh, I'm sorry, 11 roles, um, one character doubles. But um, so I think that that's the biggest thing that audiences will, will, Take note of is that it's um it's a pretty small cast and it's a very mm-hmm. quick script, and there's some characters missing um, that so we've streamlined it so that we can you know basically hit all the major plot points um and we've sort of like trimmed the fat off, I guess if that makes sense
0: and um is having it be shorter and without an intermission and you said once you're in, you're in is that part of sort of getting into that cyclical we're stuck in a loop feeling of the play yes.
1: Totally. Yes. It's like once. Yeah, it's basically once the actors go in, um, they don't come out until it's (laughs) until it's over. Um, And um, they're sort of I mean, we've been saying this a lot in the design meetings that they are like literally trapped. They won't leave the stage. So, wow.
0: Um,
1: Yeah. So it's it's there. It's as if they're caught in this almost like purgatory or limbo. Mm -hmm. Um, our, uh, dramaturg Reese Overstreet has done a lot of research on, on, you know, that idea of being sort of caught in between two things. So there's this idea that if they could get out, they might, if they could, maybe this time it would be different. So there's a sense of deja vu and fate Mm -hmm. and, um, maybe this time oh i have this moment where if i if i went left instead of right maybe i could escape this so there's a sense that there's something on the outside of this world that is bright and hopeful
0: mm-hmm. but
1: because they're caught they can't get themselves out of it
0: um how- How are you communicating that to actors as a director?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I think that it's, um, they seem to be enjoying it. I, you know, I, I haven't told them yet that they're trapped, um, (laughs) but they are aware that they're, um, we've been playing around with a lot of elements of them. They're all storytellers. Like they're with each other throughout every moment. For Mm -hmm. example, when Juliet, you know, takes the poison, the whole company is involved, um, Wow. Uh, or when she, you know, when she, when she drinks from the vial to, um, to send her to sleep and kind of faking her own death, they're all, um, they all have sort of a hand in it. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they add in um, words and they repeat each other's words. So there's a real ensemble feel to it. That, I, that is meant to enhance those moments of deja vu or to enhance those moments of like, this is a huge thing that's about to like shift the course of fate, um, you know? So I, I think that they're all kind of really getting into that about how can they contribute to the storytelling even when it's not their scene? Because you'll see them, they're gonna be sitting on stage um, on staircases or in chairs. Um, so they're also, so you have like an ensemble of storytellers at any point to kind of help guide us along.
0: Very cool. It sounds almost like they're, they're in a shared dream. Yes. Oh, that's
1: beautiful. Yes, that's exactly, yeah, that's great. That's exactly <laughs> what it, yeah. Cause there is this kind of feeling of where are we? We're in it together. We've been here before, I think what happens next, yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay. Very, very cool. So, um, there are two guest directors coming in to work on this show, we have an intimacy director and a fight director. Yay. Um, can you tell us a little bit about those people and those roles and why they're important to this piece?
1: Yes. Um, okay. So, you know, I think that the, um, intimacy direction has become, um, something that, um, you know, the professional industry is, uh, is really trying to, um, I guess, you know, the professional industry is trying to shift its culture and being sure that people uh, have an awareness of their own boundaries. Um, Of course, you know, being an actor, there's a lot of things you're asked to do that, you know, simulate things that are, you know, life. And so, um, but I think there's... Some people have gotten into some trouble um, in terms of yes. asking because you know it used to be when I was um, you know working professionally it would you a kiss comes up and and you've got to kiss somebody I mean I've played Juliet and you know it, it, they say you know oh you'll just go oh, and then you kiss and it's just assumed that it doesn't need to be choreographed and then things can get a little bit muddy because um, so the idea of an intimacy coordinator or uh, intimacy director is that it's choreographed just like you would a a fight Um, Mm -hmm. and that there's notation that the stage manager will have in the script just as they would notate blocking Um, and so that if an actor starts to feel unsafe um, that there's it's it's noted somewhere and that there's a a, it's it's choreographed and that they're um, and that it's consistent so that Mm the if You know that the the choreography doesn't morph into something else and that those lines aren't sort of blurred between you know who your character is versus who you are as a, a person so um the idea of bringing in of course Romeo and Juliet is a love story um there are some very um you know big moments of touch and kisses and um you know of course uh there's different ways to approach it, but, um, there are definite, like you have to have these moments. Um, and so we, um, myself as well as, um, Michael, um, Barnett, um, our department chair was very adamant that we involve an intimacy choreographer because it's, because we're trying to mirror what's going on in the industry. So we have Mary Beth Gorman Craig, who is an intimacy director that I've worked with before. Um, and, um, I personally love it because it really does help me as a director understand the story that I'm trying to tell Hmm. because there's different ways of kissing and touching and all of those things. So if you, um, so she will ask me, basically what she does is she she creates a triangle because I think, you know, an an actor really wants to, and I speak for myself personally, you know, you want to please, you want to get rehired, you want to um be cast in the next show and so there's a sense of wanting to please the director and having an intimacy choreographer creates a a triangle so that there's someone that um is kind of a a, you know a witness or somebody that they can go to that's not you know just the director so um and then what's great for me is that Mary Beth will ask me questions like well is it this type of kiss or is it that type of kiss or what are you trying to say with this moment so it kind of helps me hone in on what are we trying to say with this moment? And the fight choreography is exactly the same. So Sarah mm-hmm. Flanagan is here. Um, she was here last or two years ago, I think, to, uh, directed The Wolves. Uh-huh. Um, and she's doing a hand-to-hand uh, combat class uh, this semester she just arrived yesterday Mm -hmm. and she is she'll do the same type of thing there's lots of fights but she'll you know approach me and say well is it this type of fight or is it that type of fight like what do you want to tell like what's what are we trying to say with it um which i think that collaboration to me is incredibly exciting um and um and we get more women in the room which is also pretty cool (laughs)
0: OK, so so just in general, what do you hope audiences take away from this show and and what do you think they'll enjoy about it? You know, I think that they'll enjoy
1: the pace of it. Uh, we're working very quickly in the rehearsal room and and the actors are just they're very they're digesting the language at a very impressive pace. So I think that the clarity. And, um, and the sort of relishing in Shakespeare's language is, is definitely um, a strong takeaway from what we've got so far. Um, I hope that people will, audiences will hear the story in a different way because we're kind of having this, we're doing this um, contemporary cutting of it. And when I say contemporary, I'm, we're not changing any of the words, but because the cut is pretty aggressive and quick, um, I'm hoping the audiences will respond positively to that. like we they should be having to um, we should be moving so quickly that they have to work to keep up with us. Like it should be, I feel like the whole show is almost like a shot of espresso or something. <laughs> um so i'm I'm hoping that that um, that they hear the language in a in a in a new way. Um, and that they're excited when they're watching it um, because they're trying to, yeah, keep up with us, and um, and they're uh, they're you know they're fully engaged. I think is 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 my big hope uh, with this production.
0: Wonderful. Um, I just thought of a question that I should have asked before because that last one sounded like a last question. But are there are any of the performers people who have not worked with Shakespeare before? Oh, that's
1: a great question. Um, I think a lot of them are new to it. I do have some um, seniors that are in uh, a Shakespeare class that I teach. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of getting uh, a sort of double Shakespeare time right now because I have them in class. And so we're breaking down the language in there. And then they're also in rehearsal at night. So I think that they, they feel completely immersed in it right now. But I... I think for the most part, a lot of them have a love of it, but have said that they haven't actually been in a production. So we do have a lot of, um, of new actors to Shakespeare, um, in it. And I have to say that I'm very impressed with how quickly they're digesting the language and using it effectively. Um, and they all seem pretty excited. I mean, there's sword fighting, there's dancing, there's, movement. There's uh, language. It's just, it, it's, they're, they're getting a good workout, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, especially if they don't leave the stage for the whole time.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, for are trapped. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, is there, um, is there anything else you would like to share about this play?
1: Um, I don't think so. I think that, you know, I just, I, I want to invite everyone to come and celebrate, you know, it, it falls at a, at a beautiful time of year, um, as the semester's is is wrapping up and i think the double decker festival is that same weekend so i'm i'm envisioning it and the weather of course not today totally but um is opening up into spring and so i do think that i'm i'm just hoping that it and as we're kind of coming unmasked and actors are able to act without masks now i feel that i i just want it to be a big celebration of of ritual and um and of and of a kind of re-emerging into our art form as as the way we like to do it (laughs) I guess so wonderful um,
0: that's wonderful I'm really looking forward to it yeah me too me too (laughs) I can't (laughs) wait to see it well thank you so much Lindsay again I really appreciate you taking the time that's a fun conversation
1: (laughs) yes thank you so much Catherine
0: all right once again that was Lindsay Ray Taylor assistant professor of performance and the director of our upcoming production of Romeo and Juliet We've got some more information about Lindsay and the production in the show notes, so do check those out. Thank you so much for joining us, and until next time, this is Stage and Screen.